never pay for a credit card. Don't pay <laughs> those yearly fees. If you, if this is, oh, you cost $99 a year, forget it. That was a good one. It's kept me a little bit out of trouble. I mean, that'll save you a little bit of money, but yeah, I'm like, oh, nope, next one. Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing how to get by when death causes a family to go from four people to two people. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. And before we get to our guests today, I'd like to share our community's code or preamble. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. Esther and Jerry Hicks call it the science of deliberation, and we call it the answer to all of our prayers. So I'd like to introduce you to Leisha Heischer, a widowed single mom of a five-year-old nonverbal autistic son just trying to get by in life. Leisha, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you and hear your story. And just trying to get by in life is a loaded statement to say the least. Can you tell us a little bit about your current family makeup and about your son? Yeah, it's just my son, Josh, Joshua and I now. Um, I had met my husband back in 2006 when I first moved here to Colorado. We lived up in Greeley and then a few years later, you know, we were friends and whatnot. I met his son, Brandon. He is his oldest son, Brandon and Josh, do you have another brother, Jacob, but I've not talked to him. One, you know, things led to another. We became not only my husband and I became great friends, but like best friends. We've been through all kinds of stuff together. Uh, there was drug addiction. We did methamphetamine, pot, you know, drank, did whatever, pills. Some regrets there, but there are definitely... I thought to myself, well, you know, everybody gets their stupid period in their life. Let's just this be mine and move on. It lasted a couple of years. He ended up getting HIV from it. Mm. And then, you know, the relationship between my husband's oldest son, Brandon, and him was very, very strained. 
I encouraged them to text, to talk. We visited, we went on hikes, three of us. It was really cool. It was really nice to see two guys that really weren't much in talking about, I mean, anything really. My husband and Brandon both never really had a lot to say about. Sometimes words are hard to find. But then they started talking to each other. I even have a picture when we lived up in Hereford, Colorado, with my mother-in-law. Ended up passing away. We had a house fire. We were all up there helping her out. I encouraged Dave and Brandon to uh, work on the fireplace after the house was redone from the fire. It was some ugly brick stuff on it, and they spray-painted it all up. And I've got pictures of them where they marked it off from the ceiling and the wall and just having a an actual father-son moment. And I look back now, I'm like, wow, I wish it really would have took more pictures then. Honestly, you never know. Had I known that I'd only get to know Dave and Brandon from 2003 to 2018 and 2021, respectively, I could honestly say probably would have done a lot of things differently. But, you know, hindsight is always 2020. But I am glad that in the end, both of them were... They were like this. They Uh, talked about everything. They got all that bad air in the past. And Brandon had taken us all out to dinner. And this was after Josh was about six months old. He got a phone call from a friend. And he said, hey, man, let me call you back. I'm out to dinner with my folks. Oh, my goodness. It's like when that was like winning the lottery with knowing uh, how their relationship was like. California and New York in distance. And then that finally came together and they saw each other as dad. And I heard Brandon call Dave dad and stuff like that. Uh, I just felt like a million bucks. That that was the best birthday. Mm. And so your son was six at the time. When did you notice that something wasn't going the direction that you thought it should go as far as milestones for your son? Six to eight months, maybe nine months. When they start getting big enough, it was early. When they start getting big enough to go sit in a, not that infant car seat anymore, but the next one up, where it's still kind of backwards. If I put my son in there with one arm up, one leg, you know, down and the other leg up, sit. However, most children will adjust themselves. He wouldn't. He'd just stay there. Okay, mom, I'll sit like this. Uh. So my, my cousin also has two autistic children as well. And I started questioning, you know, hey, what did you notice with your oldest son? What did you notice with your second son? And and here's what I'm noticing, you know, with Josh, besides just sitting in the car seat, kind of like, however, he just started crawling was a little later speech. I remember I just started working at a call center and his that was in November of 19 and he had said dada for like a month straight my husband was thrilled just absolutely thrilled stopped and then it's that really at that point I started not only questioning my cousin but talking to the doctors um, I think he was like a year and a half maybe close to two years old when we, I was able to finally get him evaluated by a professional. How, sorry, it broke up. What age did you get uh, the professional evaluation? About between one and two. 
there was August 15th is when my oldest, I call him my son, my oldest son, Brandon, passed away. So I was helping. A lot of stuff got put off. Josh was eating with a fork and a knife or a spoon and whatever. That stopped. And now I can't get him to eat with a fork without having a, a big blow about it. I'll try a few times every meal that we have together. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because the ABA center he goes to, they help him with that too. And I don't want that to carry over and create an issue. Yeah, I understand. What's one of the worst moments on this journey so far? I mean, you've already alluded to some of them, but just to kind of give us a picture of where you're coming from. Well, the biggest thing, it's not so much anything like mentally or whatnot with Joshua's development. And there's been a couple of big things besides his brother passing in 2018 and his father in January of 2021. My biggest worry is, is he going to remember them? That's, that's where I'm at. The other thing is Josh also has something called nephrotic syndrome. And that's where your kidneys don't process things right. You have to be on a low-sodium diet. And that right there is we've been hospitalized within April of this year four times from the previous April. Of That's when he got his diagnosis for nephrotic syndrome. That's been the biggest issue. His really? autism, yeah, his autism is it's just a part of who he is. I don't really see it as here's here's autism. This is no, this is my son. He has his little quirks. He'll sit there and do one of these things and he'll do it. Ah! And his legs and arms will go in different directions as he's stretching because he, he gets excited. Loves baby shark. This child has baby shark. Everything. Everything. And he gets excited when he watches uh, those baby shark videos. So those things. Honestly, autism is like the least worried right now for me because he's in ABA. He's got all of his other therapies going on. Those people, shout out to all y'all. I know you're listening. They're awesome. They have helped my son tremendously. Like I said, it's the nephrotic syndrome that really puts me into worry. The last outbreak he had, he normally weighs about 30, 31 pounds. He gained an extra 10 pounds of water weight on him water went everywhere so if you imagine right your own body weight add about 125 pounds of water weight on you so yeah yeah the diet is mind-blowing it is it is we are on a strict 1500 milligram diet everyone at his school knows everyone who is in his circle of care knows Everything, you know, for each meal, for snacks, here's what he can have. And if there's something special or whatnot in his lunch, I'll put it in a baggie. Put a little note in there. Hey, he can have one fruit snack with snack and one fruit snack with his lunch if he wants. Just making sure to stay within that 1,500 milligrams. And how long have you been on like this regimen? Is this a newer regimen or has this been something that's been stable Um, for a little bit? Since his second hospital stay, we've been on the that 1500 milligram diet. I mean, I would definitely say it's kind of lucky. I grew up with my grandparents. They were the ones that raised me. They themselves had heart problems. Grandpa had a pacemaker. 
both in and out of the hospital with heart attacks. It's in the family. I was raised on a low sodium diet. Honestly, I don't even use salt. So this, I mean, it's easy. All I have to do is just toss in more fruits and vegetables and just watch how the sandwich or whatever the main part of his meal is. So his older brother passed away when he was very young. Three days after he turned 27. He was very young, but also your other son was very young, correct? Um, Josh was two and, yeah, he was very young when Brandon died. How old was he when his father passed away? Um, Let's see, that was in 21. So he was like three and a half, four, going on four, going on four, yeah. So these years have been kind of undescribable, huh? Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's ups, downs, mainly for me. But my, like I said before, I, my biggest worry is, is he going to remember them? I've got tons of pictures, videos of him and his dad. I've got one picture of all three of them. Uh, it was when Josh was an infant and uh, his older brother is holding them. And my husband is kneeling right beside the two of them, it kind of looks like grandpa's there with dad. Mm. And that's kind of the funny thing about being an older parent is I have actually, oh, you're taking your grandson out. Um, no, he's my son. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm like, don't even worry about it. How do you take care of you? Are there any things that have been instrumental in helping you get through this seemingly unsurmountable hill that you're on? Um, well, if you look behind me, you can see the wreaths Beautiful. I've been working on. Oh, thank you. I have a Christmas wreath too. And another fall wreath. I have an Etsy shop. I started making uh, macrame jewelry, earrings, bracelets, necklaces. I have like over 200 of them. And that, that's cool. how I was trying to positively deal with his passing. I was drinking like a fish too, unfortunately. You know, God, it just, I don't know, something snapped and then... Bam. I haven't drank in probably two and a half, three months now. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I redid my Etsy shop and I have um, a, a crafter that I'm going to take the wreaths to. And so cross my fingers. That's awesome. And by the way, before I forget, if you can send me a link to your Etsy shop after the show, then we'll put it in the show notes so people can check out what you're doing. Ah, Cool. Awesome. I will definitely do that. Yeah, because that's beautiful behind there. I'd love to see some of the other things that you're doing. And I wish you all the best at the craft fair and as however that journey is going to unfold. So your son is five now? Yeah. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. When does he start school? Is he in school? I forget the ages. That's all right. He's not in regular school. He is in ABA therapy and he goes there. They pick him up at about eight o'clock in the morning and he comes home about 3.30 and he's there all day. He gets his speech, his occupational stuff there and his uh, physical therapy. Yeah, I'll go there and I'll have um, a meeting with uh, the lady in charge of his care like I said before, everyone that is in his circle of care is just so awesome. And when I've got a question about something, you know, hey, I'm trying to potty train my son. 
how do I start this? Yeah. I mean, for a guy to potty train a, a boy, that's easier. That's where my biggest hiccup is, is trying to get him into that. So he can go to kindergarten and first grade and, and stuff like that and experience that and have friends and have all those wonderful elementary school experiences like we all did. Yeah. I haven't heard of an all-day ABA before. Is that something new or is it kind of a preschool that is built around ABA therapy? Sounds uh, awesome. That's a great question. Ironically, the center that he goes to is actually a daycare center building that they bought and redid. And he goes and he does all kinds of activities. He has one-on-one interaction and they work on all kinds of stuff, color matching, matching an item a three-dimensional item to an item in a picture, stuff like that, getting him to be more practiced and eating with his utensils. Much like I said before, that's a fight right there, but I don't want to push that. So they definitely help with that. From my understanding, it's based on how many hours that they feel he needs because they do that initial evaluation when you sign him up and everything. But he goes there, he gets excited. The young lady that picked him up this morning, my son jumped down off the chair and hopped his little tushy back to his bedroom, screaming and yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all making all kinds of happy sounds, jumping up to the door, sees the girl, comes back down to his bedroom, jumping all her. It's funny when I've had some of my worst down moments, you know, trying to heal from my step son passing and uh, my husband passing, Josh does those cutesy little things like that. I'm just like, okay, (sighs) thank you. (laughs) Uh And then, like I said to my cousin, one step. Sometimes it's one breath at a time. There's been days I just sit at the table, watch TV, look out the window. Oh, it's daylight. Oh, wait, text. Josh is coming home. What? Some days it's just like that. And some days they're so slow. It, you don't even know what to do with yourself. Addiction is part of my story. It's part of a lot of stories because the challenges that parents raising special needs kids face, the shock, the surprise, the additional things that you've had to uh, overcome make life difficult to cope. And for me, those were some of the choices I made to cope with life because I couldn't figure out any other way. You know, it was like either jump or drink and use. That was where I was at one point. Those were the only two options I saw. How have you made it two and a half months? I mean, how do you make it one day, one week for those people that are out there listening that can't make it a single day? Do you have any wisdom for Um, all of us? Well, I can offer, I've also, the one other thing that really helped me, I had gastric bypass surgery. I can't eat or drink a lot anyway. So I had to get into the thing of telling myself, it's okay. It's okay to not have this bourbon filled Arizona green tea bottle in my hand. It's not, but you know, drinking on it every day. Me, I could take that 750 milliliter bottle and I just sat literally, I just, I'm not going to dirty a glass, forget it. I just sat there and chugged out of the bottle. It really hit me that I had a problem when I drank three, five liter boxes of wine in a week. 
Wow. Yeah. What keeps me going is my son. And also knowing that my my husband and my stepson both wouldn't want me to be going down such a self-destructive path mm-hmm. and be like, it's okay. Let's go one minute without a drink or one minute without a drag off that, you know, pipe. If you can do one minute, you can do two minutes. If you can do two minutes, you can do five. If you got a friend that keeps telling you, dude, you got to get off that stuff, man. You just got to stop. Go to them. They're obviously caring a lot about you that they want you. They want to help you. And it's okay to ask for help. I've been lucky that I just cold turkeyed it, honestly. Really? I just said, okay, enough's enough. I really wanted to do the, do the Etsy thing and be here for my son. I couldn't do that if I was trying to fight a hangover and trying to fix him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for his lunch. <laughs> I'm getting the chills a lot during this conversation. There's a lot of, my kids haven't seen their mom in years because of methamphetamine. And I realized that, and I didn't make great decisions all the way, you know, it wasn't like she made a bad decision and I made great decisions all the way through. I mean, I was part of the problem for a long time. And there was one day when I looked and I realized that if I don't make it, you and I are our kids last shot at, you know, family. Mm. So for me, it was, if I don't make it, my kids, I got five kids within six years of age and two with special needs. Well, They're going to go to the foster system. Nobody's going to take all five kids. So at best, the three typical kids would go someplace. The special needs kids would get split up. And now, and that's been a huge strength for me. Have you found, because you're the last store on the block for your son, right? Definitely. What ended up making me go cold turkey is I invited up old coworker to come and move in with me to help me out with my place and be here for my son so that I could work during the day while he's at school and I'd have, or if work went past the time that he was supposed to be home, she would be here. One thing led to another. What's the two things people are not really, (laughs) you shouldn't talk about religion, politics. Well, she told me the religion I believed in was wrong. I said, well, if you're happy believing what you believe, girl, I am happy for you. And usually most people are like, oh, well, that's cool attitude to have about it. No, it was a fight. Broke things. She bit me, scratched me. Dang. Yeah. Did dishes. I just got a new faucet not too long ago. So let me tell you, doing dishes in your bathtub is not a fun thing. (laughs) No, no. Safe to say she doesn't live there anymore? Oh, good gravy. No, gone five seconds after all that happened so that was the last sort of support option for your son no not really I right I have two really awesome friends that have been there for me they babysit my son when I was doing DoorDash a lot they would watch him in the evenings for me so I go grab a couple hours they're awesome you know so I have them but this girl was living with me and What I learned from that is I wasn't in as much need for her as I thought I was. That's a nice um, thing to come to understand, right? Yeah. Well, getting in a fight, that kind of, I don't want to say knocked it into me, but that's the thought that occurred to me sometime later. 
after everything happened. This is supposed to be about you, but for my story, I've had the opportunity to go from the victim where life is couldn't be worse, no light in sight, to an amazing life where nothing really changed except for me. That's a message that I would love to carry forward. It's a tricky message because how do you tell somebody who's suffering that the only thing that has to change is themselves, right? When their life is flipped upside down, it's not an easy thing to deliver. But for me, I didn't get any of the things sorted out. I just was able to change my perspective. I changed the people I hung out with, you know, things led to that. That's a big Um, one right there too. It gave me a lot of power to realize that I didn't need all these people that I didn't need some big, I didn't need, I went through a nasty divorce. I mean, I'm still trying to get divorced four and a half years later. Oh, Um, geez. Yeah. And, but I thought I needed whatever was fair out of that for life to be okay. And I I haven't gotten any of that still, but life changed. And so for the listeners in Naked Parent Nation, for you, for me, I hope that we keep doing things that give us that personal power so that we can create the lives that are best for ourselves and our kids. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Change happens when you want it to. You have to want it. After my stepson died, Brandon, my husband went down. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was horrible, destructive. He stopped taking his HIV pills. He had heart problems. He had his first heart attack two weeks after Josh was born. Hmm. Had four heart attacks in total, five stints. In the end, he ended up getting declared with uh, heart failure. He said they were not going to make him eligible for a heart transplant because of the Hmm. drug use and the HIV. He died 11 days later. Wow. In bed in the middle of the night. It was one of those weird moments when you hear it was that choking sound. They call it a death rattle. Wow. When you hear somebody's last breath, it's something you'll never forget. And that moment when I heard it, it's kind of like, see, here's the situation here, and here's you above it. I seen myself laying on the bed. I seen him, and I looked and I shook his shoulder, Dave, Dave, are you okay? And he, he didn't respond back, stopped. I didn't realize he was not breathing because he had been coughing from COVID, but he didn't die from COVID. It was his heart and the HIV because HIV is opportunistic. If you stop those meds, you've got a weak organ. It's going to attack the weak organ. And that's what happened. Wow. So that's, it's pretty recent, right? January 11th of 2021. Yeah. Have you been able to find any peace or from that time or is it still just so heavy it feels like the walls are caving in it's starting to feel less and less at you know time goes they say time heals all wounds true but it takes forever and a day but that's okay that's what you got it that's the main thing i tell myself it is okay that within five minutes yesterday not only was i saying out loud to myself, oh, Dave, I wish you hadn't have done this, that, or the other thing. And then bawling my eyes out and five minutes later being completely mad at him again. It's okay. That's mm-hmm. what you got to tell yourself. If you're going through stuff like a death in the family or 
you know, a horrible diagnosis of something, it's okay to feel how you feel. They're your feelings. No one's going to tell you you're wrong. They shouldn't. Yeah. And if they do, they're not your real friend. <laughs> yeah. And I, the quote that you gave as your favorite quote is some days it's just one foot in front of the other. And I love that. I love the one day at a time concept because these things in life, it's too much to take on. It's too much to think about the whole picture of it, past, present, yeah. and future, for me at least. Could, Sometimes you could, just got to break it down. And I remember driving one day and I had my head like this, my hand on the wheel, just sitting there driving, looking. We're at the stoplight. I'm just sitting there. All right. Well, that was a good minute. Well, that was another good minute. The other thing that helps me is I listen to my favorite music. I am a huge fan of the Beatles. I have it yeah. stuck on Sirius XM Channel 18. I listen to them in the car all the time on my phone. I've been a fan since I was six. My uncle, I remember he was playing You Got to Hide Your Love Away. That was the first song I remember hearing. And my son goes around now going, yeah, 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 yeah. When he hears a Beatles song that has that in it. <laughs> wow, so it's stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's stuff like that that I also put towards my own mental health. That I've never heard any of their solo stuff. Rarely played it on the regular radio station. So now I get to enjoy all that music more and again. That's awesome. So you have your Etsy store, you have music, you have your son, you have your one foot in front of the other motto. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being that you'd like to add for yourself? Making sure that you always do at least one thing for yourself, even if that's something, you know, simple. And I, I bought a new pair of leggings that were on clearance at Walmart. <laughs> I liked them. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. All right. And I put them in the shopping cart. That was one little thing that, you know, I made my day or I'll fix something that I like for dinner or something like that. It just depends on the mood. That's awesome. I'm going to get more into it another time, but I created like a planner for myself that has some different things in that have helped me in my life and transformation. I put up a website recently that I made. It's terrible. There's like lorem ipsum stuff still on there, but I just wanted to get started. And I'm going to put the uh, planner on an electronic version for free that people can download. The reason I bring it up is the daily, I don't know if people can see it, but like for the daily action plan, these are like each a day here. And then at the top of it, it says, you know, today's goal. And then it has three priorities. Well, in the beginning, when I started with it, I filled in the day's goal and three priorities. And that was way too overwhelming. And I never got to it. And I felt like shit each day because I felt like I failed again. And so I said to myself, just put one thing on there that you want to accomplish today. And it changed my life. I got to see myself accomplish things for one. It gave me some self-esteem for two. I don't know what I was doing because actually doing one thing a day seems to have my life moving forward. I must have gone years without doing anything um, because it, <laughs> seemed, it seemed to stay the same. So I like that. One thing for yourself a day. I really like that. We do like a lightning round just so we can hear more of your thoughts and answers. You give kind of a one word to one sentence answer to the question. Are you up for it? Sure. 
And a couple of them might be a, a little redundant, but you can just say what's ever on your heart. Okay, here we okay. go. What's the best advice you have received? Um, it's from my grandfather. Never pay for a credit card. Don't pay <laughs> those yearly fees. If you, if this is, oh, you cost $99 a year. Forget it. I love that. Yeah, he was, that was a good one. It's kept me a, a little bit out of trouble. I mean, that'll save you a little bit of money. But yeah, I'm like, oh, nope, next one. I assure you that that's the first answer of its kind to that question. So thank you. And it, it is a great one. All right. What online course topic would you sign up for today if it was available? Anything Viking, as in like the Vikings from ninth and 10th centuries. Um, anything Viking related. I They're learning about their history, how they lived. I do middle of a reenactment with a group called the SCA. And it's so much fun. You get to learn about a society, their ins and outs, how they live, any plagues, how they made their shirts. That is, you know, their clothing, how they died, the things they found. The list is endless. But that's my favorite right there. So I would sign up for it in a second. That's awesome. That's the first answer of its kind to that question as well. (laughs) Do, Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? No, there hasn't been one resource or anything other than, you know, like, my cousin who has autistic children as well, reaching out to other parents, you know, not just family members who have autistic children, not to be afraid to, like, my son's DCBA. I have talked to her. We've talked about all kinds of stuff in person, on the phone, through chat. So I feel lucky I have all these great resources. That's awesome. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? <laughs> a car that doesn't look like what mine does. Uh, I got into an accident a year ago, and the, it, it hit the front of the car. So just like right where the bumper and all that really creepy or cheapy plastic stuff that's supposed to break before it does any real damage. Well, all that came off the front of my car. I've got duct tape and a toe strap holding the bumper on yeah yes all right well i'll, I'll I, I call that redneck level 2.0 there yeah awesome do you have a favorite product you use for yourself or your child that you just love and couldn't live without there is a an organic seasoning from costco that i've found that is pretty good there's no salt in it lots of flavor. And my husband, before he passed, uh, he was supposed to be on a low sodium diet as well, actually said he liked it. And he was very, very picky guy. So that was a very good seasoning that I found on anything. Can you think of the name of it or is that? It's Kirkland's No Salt Organic Seasoning. Awesome. All right. We'll check that out. And Leisha, I just want to thank you for being honest with us today and sharing from your heart and sharing your journey that has, you can't really imagine what it's like unless you're in your shoes. At least that's the way I feel. So I want to thank you. Is there anything just from what we've talked about or just what's on your heart that you would share with other parents that are listening out there? Some that are struggling. Not to be afraid to to reach out to your resources, you know, for your help for your kid. Like you said, we're our child's advocate, especially if they're nonverbal. When Josh's nephrotic syndrome first flared up, it was the people at his ABA center that said, hey, 
something's not looking right. He, you know, they cued me in on, oh, yeah, you're right. Now come to think of it. And then that that's what really kicked off that whole scenario. Not that it's a bad thing. I was grateful for it. And it's people like that that you can rely on and go to and ask for help and ask those silly questions. Hey, how does a girl potty train a boy? Yeah. And we work out a plan. They're awesome. I'm so glad that you have that resource. It sounds wonderful. I want to thank you for being on the show today. Sure, you're welcome. I would love to touch base down the road just to get an update and stay connected if you're up for it. Oh, definitely. And I wish you and your son all the best. And don't forget to send that Etsy link so we can put it in the show notes and check out what you're doing. Awesome. I will definitely do that. All right. Thanks, Leisha. Have a great day. Okay. I wish you all the best. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes And we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.